0: soreness versus strain yeah no, well, that makes sense and, and they have similar last names so strain and pain so that's and pain, uh, so very I, similar I could, I could see how they could be in the same family like so. cousins right exactly yeah second cousins <laughs> twice removed yeah. so yeah. yeah i don't know what that
1: means but yeah, yeah sounds good. i don't either
2: hi this is neil aka itsumo Tanoshi. and i'm a big ass runner from chicago home of Deep Dish Pizza
1: and Chicago Dogs. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now here's your hosts,
2: Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt.
1: Well, thank you, Neil. I, Stephen, love sh- the city of Chicago. I do as well. Love deep dish Chicago pizza.
0: Yeah, Chicago is a fun city. The what is it? The bean, um, the Chicago bean that's there. The the big the bean. Stru- yeah, the the big silver structure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So love- it's
1: cold as heck right now, though.
0: It is. It is the Windy City for for a reason. So. You know
1: why it's called the Windy City, though, Stephen? Why? It's not because it's windy. Really? It's because of the politicians blowing a lot of hot air oh look it up really a lot of people right now are going jeff didn't know what he's talking about it's uh, probably a little bit true that i don't know what i'm talking about but in this case really i know what i'm talking about
0: it's, it's the, when he said it's not about the hamburgers the, the, no like, not uh, about wendy's uh, oh, okay it's about the
1: politicians who had lots of things to say they're blowing a lot of smoke awesome
0: well that's really good well hey Neil thanks so much for that I know that uh, that you do some of the Chicago Marathon out there and some other things so thank you so much for doing that introduction
1: well I'm Jeff Harrell.
0: and I'm Stephen
1: Pritt welcome to the big ass runner this Stephen this is episode double Deuce
0: all right number 22 hey you picked that up pretty quick uh, I'm I'm really on the on the uptake today so I'm ready to go
1: <laughs> well we have a great show for you guys today we have a couple of really fun segments one is why we run Stephen we're about to enter the new New Year, yeah. and a lot of people are doing New Year's resolutions and things like that, but we thought we would look at why we run.
0: Jeff, this is going to be awesome. I think we all kind of get into trail running for different reasons. This will be really fun to hear from some of our listeners, and even you and I, about why and how we got into trail running and, and why we do it.
1: Absolutely. And if you remember a few episodes ago, we had a segment called That's a Stretch. Mm-hmm. We had Megan Gould. She is back because... A lot of us are putting in a lot of miles. Yep, they're kind of getting higher up there. (laughs) Getting up in miles and we're feeling sore. And recovery is not something we normally think about. It's not at least one of the first things we think about. And Megan is here to help us navigate some of that soreness. Yeah, she's awesome. And I think she has some really cool practical tips for our listeners. But before we get to that, Stephen, it is the new year coming up this week. A lot of people are thinking about New Year's resolutions. And my question to you is, do you personally do new year's resolutions you know
0: jeff i i actually do not i typically try to write out some goals i found more success with that not things that are big but just kind of bigger objectives that i wanted to accomplish but i do something that's a little bit different i try to think about one word i don't know if you've ever Ooh, done that one year. word yes. for the whole year for the whole entire Ooh, year that's cool so, you know, like one year I had it where I really had my, my word for the year was just perspective. And so I'll usually kind of make it someplace and put it like where I see it every day, like in a closet or bathroom mirror kind of thing. And I kind of think about that word. We do it with my kids and my family, and, and we really like that. So it's less about trying to achieve a, a certain kind of resolution and just kind of focus on on that word that we want to have. So that's kind of what I do. What, what about you, Jeff? Well, I mean, I'm
1: curious before you get to me, Steve, I'm pointing it back to you. You. Yeah. Have you thought about your word for 2021? Because I, I imagine your word for 2020 was dumpster fire. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it was um, hot mess, hot mess. <laughs> dumpster fire, what the heck. <laughs> WTF. Uh, yes. Yeah, there were lots of words um, that we could
1: probably use. And F, of course, meaning flip.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. So yeah, any any of those words. I have started thinking about it, but I don't I don't have it yet. So maybe, maybe I'll post that on social media or something like that.
1: Yeah, and I don't know that I do resolutions, but I do have things that I want to change or get better at. Maybe Mm -hmm. it is goals. Maybe that's a better way to say it. For this last year, unfortunately, I'm letting you guys peek a little bit behind the curtain. I'm not the most organized human in the world. And that's one thing I'm working on is more organization. And last year, I wanted to get my finances more organized. Yeah. So I actually... Adopted a new piece of financial software. Oh, very cool! I'm happy to report I used it all year long. Was that a trapper keeper? Was not a trapper keeper. <laughs> it wasn't a slide rule. Oh, okay. It wasn't the envelope system, which okay. I could never quite figure out. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a, a product called YNAB. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It stands for You Need a Budget. Oh, and we are not sponsored by YNAB, but I am a definite promoter of YNAB. It is the first thing I tried. Everything I tried. What's the green one? Mint. I tried mint. I tried... Cilantro. Quicken. I tried cilantro. <laughs> that didn't work for no. sure. <laughs> it only made it better. <laughs> it made it worse. It only made it better. In the red. I tried everything and nothing worked until YNAB. Something about it, it's zero based uh-huh. and every dollar has a job and it just made sense to me. Right. And I used it all year and I will, I'm re- happy to report back that it, it made probably the biggest difference for me in our personal finances in 2020. Wow. That is awesome. Josh. So is big as a mess as 2020 was, there are a few things that, that went right. And then, you know, I think for 2021, I'm thinking about that organization and how can I apply that now to my training, to my recovery. We talked about recovery. We're going to talk about that with Megan here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just want to get more disciplined. And I think something that Laura Hamilton said a few episodes ago that consistency mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be what was necessarily written down for that day, but doing something. Right. And not just writing, well, I can't do 12 today, so I'm not going to do any. Right. Um, I think that consistency for me is going to be something I really focus on in 2021. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I-
0: I'm with you. I think just looking at the, the, the objectives for the year and stuff, I know one thing that I do is I'll take like um like a Google Note or something like that and where I can look it up really easily on my phone and I'll put those objectives. And then every Monday morning, I get a reminder to look at those objectives for the year. It's really good, Jeff. So I think I might need a budget category for trucker hats. So I don't know if YNAB <laughs> does that or not. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. It's well, got
1: one already programmed in. Okay. Well, I probably need that. So you will need that for in, sure. That
0: and gear and try running gear year, I think would be a good one. So those, those are um, all categories that I would need in my budget.
1: You know, what's kind of fun about YNAB is it gives you a graph of where you're spending your money. And my I imagine <laughs> oh my your goodness. pie chart... For trucker hats, it's probably like fifty-seven percent of your total budget.
0: It would be a large slice, that's that's for sure. It'd, It'd be, be a, a
1: deep dish Chicago pizza slice. Yeah, it, it might be uh yeah, it's it's not a personal pan pizza, that's for sure. So <laughs> Stephen, I'm really excited about this first episode and and who we're gonna hear from. But to get us started, I'm gonna give you a little appetizer. Oh, that sounds delicious. Like a little breadstick to our pizza. Yeah. And we're actually going to hear from one of our listeners in the UK, and she's going to talk a little bit, just give you a little flavor, a little snippet um, on why she runs. So here's Holly from the UK. Hey, I'm Holly, and I'm a big ass runner from Reading. The reason I run is because it's a great way to de-stress and clear my mind from whatever I need to, whether it's my parents, my job, or the pile of laundry I haven't done for two weeks. When it gets difficult, I normally put on a heavy playlist and bop along to end Shikari. Well, Stephen, I don't know who some of those bands are, but they sound
0: fantastic. (laughs) Yes. No, that sounds amazing. So yeah, Holly, thank you so much for sharing that. I I know that you are on your way working to that marathon. Those are all great whys um, for why you run.
1: And she has a great Instagram name, Stephen. She is not today Satan spelled S-A-I-T-A-N. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's a great follow on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a little flavor, Steve. That's a little appetizer for the bigger meal, which is coming up here in a second. with that, Steven, let's get started on episode 22. Let's make like a bread truck and haul some buns. Stephen, as I said, I am really excited about this segment because we are about to start a new year, about to turn the calendar. Thank goodness 2020 is over.
0: I know, we were so looking for that race to be over.
1: In 20, yeah, that was the longest race of my life. Uh, in 2021 is about to get kicked off. And we wanted to highlight one of our listeners. And, and I think for you and I both, Stephen, we think a lot about The whys of why we do anything, why we do the things we do, and for us and as runners, as trail runners, why do we get out there? Sometimes it's hard, right? And if you don't have that why in mind, Mm -hmm. it can be even harder. But when you do have that that why, and you really embrace it and understand it, it just makes things a little bit easier. So I asked one of our listeners, Andy, to share with us and the other big ass runner listeners what his why is, and I think you're really going to enjoy this. So here is Andy.
2: Hey, y'all. This is Andy Allen, a big-ass runner from Georgia's Garden City of Augusta, home of the Masters and the Godfather of Soul. There are many reasons why I run, but some closer to my heart than others. First and most simply, I run because I'm able. You know, when I was a teenager, my family and I didn't know if I'd be around to see my 20s. From the time I was 12 until I was 22, I had incredibly compromised health, and I battled three separate illnesses simultaneously, the last of which was diagnosed by the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, and that was after I had spent three weeks at Walter Reed as part of a last-ditch effort to find some answers. There's a really long story there that I'll spare you from, but I will tell you that miracles happen, prayers get answered, and now at 40 years old, I'm still here doing some damage, getting into as much trouble as is appropriate for my age. So for me now, to be in a place where I'm relatively healthy, it's such a blessing and an honor to have found running as a passion and be in a position where I can test the limits of my body. I can smash through those limits. I can test new ones and just keep repeating that process. If you would have asked me years ago if I'd ever run a marathon, I would have told you no, not because I wouldn't have wanted to try it. I just physically wasn't able to engage in strenuous exercise without putting myself in extreme distress. Running a mile would have been such a task but you know, I started running in May of 2019 at the age of 39 with the intention of training for and running a full marathon with friends and coworkers because who doesn't decide to do that on a whim and so we did that last year in November and now that I've done that and I've seen how my body reacted to the training and the event itself you know now when I push a little further. And in 2021, I hope to do my first 50k ultra. And once I've crossed that off the list, I'm sure I'll start strategizing on and figuring out how to tackle a 50 miler and really just keep that progression of challenging my body to achieve things I didn't think I'd live to do or really be in any shape to attempt. As a parent, I'd probably be remiss if I didn't say another significant part of my why is also my four-year-old son, Aiden. Not necessarily that I'm always running or racing for him, but I want him to see that daddy runs to chase a better version of himself and not just where physicality is concerned. I, I want him to know that it's not only okay, but necessary for your overall health, to pursue your passions and and have something in this life that is just for you. And on those days where I'm tired and lacing up is the last thing I want to do, I always think about those who love to be in a position to just do the activity of running. I'm six feet, five inches, 255 pounds of just (laughs) slow ass Clydesdale. But It is not lost on me that there are plenty of people in the world that would love to go for a run or participate in a race, no matter how long it might take them, but just can't because of physical impairments or medical or health restrictions. And on the days where I might get a case of the I don't want us, I always think about that. And it certainly gives me the motivation to get miles under my feet for that day. But it also leaves me with a grateful heart that I'm still here. And I found this thing in life that I enjoy so much and I'm so lucky to be able to do virtually anywhere and at any time of the day or night, probably though just during the day for me because running at night in the dark scares the ever-loving bejesus out of me. I'll leave you with this and at the risk of sounding corny, I'm sure like many who fall in love with running, I experienced this kind of awakening And had this renewed adoption of an ideology I hadn't really thought about since I was sick in my teens and 20s, which centers around never giving up on myself. You know, if you have a dream or a goal you want to realize, go after it. We are bound by nothing short of the limitations we place on ourselves. We only get to go through this amazing life once. And I think the worst thing any of us can be left wondering at the end is what could have been. So get out there, go after it. Much love to everybody out there in the Big Ass Runner community. Thanks, guys.
0: Woo, Steven. Wow, that is, I don't even know where to go
1: from here, Jeff. I know, I'm a little bit speechless. I actually teared up a couple of times. You know, fellow Clydesdale, I just resonated with so many things that Andy just shared with us. And first Mm -hmm. of all, Andy, thank you for... Man, your honesty and your transparency, and just being so vulnerable—yeah, vulnerable—is a great word, Stephen. I, I just, man, I just love everything you said, and it just certainly resonated with me.
0: Yeah, again, Jeff, just what you echoed.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Andy. There's so much richness
0: in what you were saying. And it's one thing to say something, but to to really have that perspective. I mean, Jeff, I think the two things that really stood out to me were just perspective, that just looking at things, I think so many times in life, we just get so busy and we major on minors. And then just really the, the humility mixed in with gratitude. I think we, we do take, you know, running for for granted and it's not like we've always said Jeff it's not about the destination it's about the journey and to hear his story and then to just hear that gratitude that maybe we often take for granted uh, is just amazing. So yeah, just just a wonderful, um, really, testimony and testament to, to him as
1: well. I love how he talked about his son and that he doesn't run for his son. He runs to show his son an example of going after things and having passions and pursuing them and how important that is and if whether it's running or something else. Just pursuing those passions and doing it in a way that I don't know can can really change a person. To me, that was very very powerful.
0: Yeah, I mean, you think about that. Think about the legacy that he's leaving for his son. Where you know he's seeing his dad not quitting, you know, and and making Absolutely. those hard choices you know and and deciding to put on the shoes and uh, of course during the day and
1: <laughs> not at night right although he's six five two fifty i think the most animals uh, would be a little probably scared of andy
0: yeah i would be i mean yeah i'm <laughs> like nothing's just such a really great perspective and i think that's really good for our for you and I and our listeners to hear like, what, what is that for us? You know, and, and, um, not just because we want to get healthier because we want to run off, you know, the cookies we ate or, or those kinds of things, but really, you know, what is that deeper? Why? Cause you're right. You know, no matter if you're running a five K or a 50 miler, we all get to, that middle section where you have to have something, the why behind the what, uh, in order to keep going. Because it, I think with running it is such a mental,
1: uh, aspect to it. Well, Stephen, and Andy set the bar very high. I would hate to go after him, but we're going to make you do that. Oh, thanks Jeff. I really appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So Stephen, we would love to hear, and I'll I'll talk about my why next episode. But we would love to hear why you run. What's your why? It's a really good question, and I I actually thought about this a
0: lot on on some some runs. Sometimes I actually came into running when I was in, in middle school. Actually, somebody said, "Hey, you know, you should you should go run," and I was like, "Okay." And you know, just like anything, I tried to I'd like to try it a lot a lot of different things when I was younger, and I really found that at a younger age, it was something that I was actually. Good at Sometimes you don't really find that right away. And I was very fortunate to have a really good middle school and high school um, running. But as I got older, I really appreciated the fact that I could keep on running and that there was something that stayed with me. You know, not in other sports, you can't do that. But I think for the actual physical sport, there's a, there's about three things that come to mind. One is, this might sound a little bit weird, but I love the idea and the feeling when I run about the challenge and the adversity of it I think so many times and this is just for me people are adverse to challenge or resistance in and I have found in my life that a lot of growth happens out of resistance you know if we go to the gym you know the weights don't all weigh a half a pound right there has to be something that resistance and when I find that when there's resistance there's growth, And I feel for me that running does that for me. So no matter what the distance is, you know, it has that, that aspect to it. I think the second thing is probably pretty obvious is it's more around just the, the physicality of it and and the healthiness of it. But I I love the, the mental part of it. I remember one of my cross country coaches and he's like, you've got the talent, but he's like, really, it's up in your head. You know, he's like, your, your your ability to run and to, again, I feel like I'm living the glory days, but to go to state, he's like, it's all in your head head. He's like you've got the talent to do that. So now you've got to work on that aspect it. So I think it's just such a healthy thing. It kind of relates to the adversity thing, but telling your body that it can do more than what it wants to. I mean, let's be truthful. Nobody, because you know what? I really enjoy every aspect of it. I really do. But you know, it's like your body initially doesn't <laughs> enjoy it. That's why there's a runner's high and things like that. So for me, it's it's the physical and the mental part of it. Yeah, and I think Jeff for the last one, number three, would probably be more around this is a community and aspect of that. You know, I feel like whether when I was younger running cross country or you know now trail running there was always this community of like-minded people and and having that and there's something about the physicality again the challenging of but when you are able and you're fortunate and you're blessed to do that or with other people and then people that you like and have that shared experience for there aren't too many things in life where you actually have that. And some of my closest friends over the years have been coming from, you know, the, the sport of running. So I think those are three things that stick out. I mean, I could probably go on for a while and pontificate on this, but I think those are the three things that come to my mind of really why I enjoy running and, and, and really why I do it.
1: That's great, Steven. I heard a quote earlier this week that says your vibe creates your tribe uh-huh and i think when people enjoy similar things and some of their whys are the same they attract those kinds of people yeah that's so true and when you attract those kinds of people you start doing life together and i think that's when a lot of the fun of life happens when you're able to do have these shared experiences yep. and do things together so next week i'll share yeah my we will have another listener share theirs as well andy thank you so much for sharing your why. Stephen, thank you so much for sharing yours as well that's Why I Run.
2: Tell me why ain't nothing better
1: Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there. And this one's a special one because this one made my tummy feel really
0: good. Yeah, we actually have a, yeah, like you said, a special one, Jeff. So many of you guys, maybe if you follow us on Instagram, we had this great cookie debate. So the idea of cookies and we had that bracket and i think um, it got
1: some national news it I, was such a big deal it
0: was i mean because that's this kind of stuff we do so we kind of tackled this issue with the best cookies and um you know like we always say trail runners have definite opinions and so we were talking about cookies dana one of our followers uh, at runner girl dana said she mentioned some cookies and we're like oh i've never heard of that before and so she actually baked us some cookies she did and sent them and they were amazing they were great so dana um she's she does a great job she's a mom of two uh, amazing girls she totally kicks butt at running and is out there ha- making it happen um has run some marathons and stuff and so Dana way to go on on running but also just want to say thank you so much for the cookies. They are delicious. You can send them anytime that you yeah. would like you know and not so. just
1: Dana. If anyone else wants to send us cookies. Yeah
0: if you're baking and you have a few extra you want to ship them over, we'll be more than happy to give you the address of Big Ass Runner Headquarters. But Dana, awesome job both in life and running and uh, quite quite the baker as well.
1: Way to go, Dana. So Stephen, a few episodes ago, we did a segment called That's a Stretch. It was very well received. We actually did our Two Truths and a Stretch of the Truth. Learned that I was a former hand model.
0: Which was mind-blowing. I think you actually fooled everybody about that.
1: I did. I did. I fooled a lot of people. People thought I was a tight end in football. And I had that tight end body, so it makes sense. (laughs) But that was very well received. And so we wanted to have Megan back because here's... I think what's happening with a lot of folks, there are some big races coming up in the early in the year, hopefully live races, not virtual races.
0: Yeah. And we actually have some of our own that we're training for, but we also see on Instagram a lot of people are. So I think to your point, Jeff, more races are opening up. And I don't know about you, but it seems like this is the time of year where miles are harder, but it's colder. And usually when those races open up, we're getting into longer distances. So maybe you're running five miles or 10 miles or getting into the teens. And if you're doing some of those bigger ultras, you might be dipping your toes in the 20s.
1: Absolutely. And the everyday runner, I think struggles a little bit as we add more miles with just general soreness. Yep. Yeah, you you run 15 18 miles the next day it's a little bit tough right it's a, you get a little bit sore and i think most everyday runners just want to understand you know how do I deal with this yep it's not something you think a lot about you just go for a run you wake up the next day and go man I'm sore yeah, this, is, this hurts.
0: Yeah. And then where's the line with that? Like what's soreness and how, how sore is sore and all those kind of things. So luckily, we actually have Megan and she was so kind to actually, Jeff, come back
1: on the podcast. A little bit shocking. Yes. A little bit it, shocking. You know, she she deals with these two knuckleheads. Right. And decides to still come back. Yeah. So we're happy to have
0: Megan back.
1: Now, Megan is up in New Hampshire, Stephen, which is, I found out, still in the United States. It's pretty far i mean it's probably way up there of uh, antarctica right something like that it's very near the north pole and what i heard is that megan actually helped me because santa claus as you mentioned on social media put in a lot of miles this past week very similar to us yeah Yeah, he's he's been very busy (laughs) and megan actually helped him a little bit with his soreness so we thought if it's good enough for santa it's good enough for us It's good enough for the big s runner community out there so we're going to bring on megan Megan, first of all, thanks for being here.
3: Well, thanks for having me.
1: No, we love having you. And I know you have been working with a big guy with Santa Claus on the difference between maybe soreness and strain.
3: We definitely had this conversation about soreness versus strain. And I told him, you know, these things and then on the backside of Christmas, you'll be much better set up to, you know, recover faster and, you know, start the whole process all over again. So soreness you know, it's kind of the, the stuff that hangs around for, you know, maybe a couple of days after a hard, you know, a workout, a run, a training session. And mm-hmm. then strain is the kind of thing that kicks around for like a week or more. So, you know, the stuff that I'm going to share is definitely more geared towards the soreness side and anything that kind of kicks around a little bit longer You might actually want to go see a doctor or, you know, orthopedist or, you know, somebody with a medical degree that can really kind of assess you and and give you a clear idea of what's going on.
0: Yeah, I think that's so good, Megan, because I think especially for people like us and and yourself and and some of our listeners, you know, when you're training for trail races, no matter what the distance and and some of our listeners are doing 50 Ks. I think there's a misnomer or a myth about overtraining, you know, long mm-hmm. miles, you just got to get him in, but you can actually mm-hmm. overtrain and even get into areas of, you know, like you said, like potentially injury. So I think this is going to be really helpful for listeners to kind of discern, you know, like what's general soreness from, from running and then when is that something else? So I think this is going to be, this is going to be amazing.
1: And Megan, is there, is there a way to tell, you talked about the difference between soreness and strain, is there a way to tell other than the length of time that kind of lengthens Fingers. If one is one, and one's the other.
3: Yeah, and I think that also brings up like the second half of this point, and something that I really try to convey with all of my athletes and the and the people that I work with is sensation versus pain, and it's a sliding scale for everybody because like what I feel as soreness and what I feel as pain is going to probably register different than what you know you guys feel on that scale. So. Throughout the training process, I think it's really important to take some time to like check in with yourself and and understand maybe is normal or typical for me as far as soreness and what is registering like a little bit higher, like it's really causing me to have some pain, you know, something that you would classify as pain. So soreness and a low level of sensation commingle. And then strain and a higher level of sensation or even kind of bordering or dipping into the pain realm is those two things, strain and pain are kind of going to live together. And that's like super unscientific, but I think it's a good process for people to kind of go through as they're going through this training process so that they can kind of accurately self-assess and take or, you know, do the modality that's going to best address whatever they're feeling, right. you know, soreness versus strain.
0: Yeah, no, well, that makes sense. And, and they have similar last names. So strain and pain. So that's strain and pain. Uh, so very that I similar. Could, I could see how they could be in the same family. Like so. cousins. Right, exactly. Yeah, second cousins <laughs> twice removed. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't know
1: what that means. But yeah, yeah sounds good. I don't either.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I <think laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think I have one.
1: <laughs> well, Megan, I think you've got five really good points for us things, maybe tips that we can use as we were putting in these miles and feeling that soreness. I think you've got some five really good tips for us.
3: I do. I do. You want me to just dive right well, in? Let's
1: dive right in. That sounds great.
3: All right. So number one is a personal favorite of mine. And I am on a Personal mission slash crusade to have more people doing this. And it's a solid dynamic warm up. So, Ooh. getting your body primed and ready to go before you just throw on all your gear and head out the door. So, dynamic warm up. That's tip number one. And
1: dynamic versus static would be what's the basic difference?
3: Mm-hmm. So, dynamic means movement. So, lots of Arm swings, leg swings, torso rotations, bend forward folds—anything that um, where you're moving your body through a variety of different positions, but you're not staying in any one of them for more than oh gosh, like a you know a second or so. Static would mean folding forward to try to touch your toes and then hanging out there for ten or fifteen breaths. So we want to keep it dynamic and fluid to begin with because that's how you're going to start moving blood around the body, warming up muscles and getting them primed and ready to go as well as your joints and that is also super important.
0: So Megan, I guess the question for us is then is it does it really matter cuz like in Texas here, I know it's a little different there than, than the North <laughs> Pole. It is getting a little <laughs> bit cooler, but you know, our sense of cool versus well, in a lot of different areas, but let's just say cold now. Does it matter like if it's colder, should I should I do this more or less? Or is it not that big of a deal when it's hot?
3: I think that's a really great question. And one that I think yeah, I get I get asked a lot. And I think I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, in my opinion, it's not necessarily so much the a- ambient temperature outside that's a factor. It's more about your personal kind of internal temperature. Like, have you just gotten out of bed? Did you just get out of your car from a long commute or uh, from your desk chair? So those are situations where I would think of like you being cold, like you've been sitting or laying down or dormant for a while. And so that would be a situation where I'd say, yeah, for sure, spend a little bit more time doing a dynamic warm up. versus if you're somebody who works a pretty physical job, um, you take care of kids and you're up and down, you know, all over the place, following them around all day. Mm-hmm. I would think of you as being, someone who's a little bit more warm, and you might not need to spend so much time warming up before your run because you've been moving around, you know, for a a decent amount of time before you run or work out.
1: And Megan, what I like about this first tip is I think we typically think about recovery as something we do after we exercise. Mm -hmm. This tip is something you can do before to help maybe Mm -hmm. avoid some soreness after.
3: Absolutely. And that's why I'm on this crusade. (laughs) That's
1: a crusade. (laughs)
3: it is totally i have uh, a dynamic warm-up that i'm happy to you know send to you guys so that you can link to your runners as well if they're kind of lost and not sure where to start i made a video so they can have it and they can use it i tell people to use it kind of like a template they can take bits and pieces of it and kind of either follow it move for move or put together um, a warm-up that works best for them
0: that's awesome well Jeff and I always have, have a hard time uh, getting lost and finding the start so this will be a very helpful video so <laughs> yeah exactly we don't know
1: how to start well that's great so let's go to number two so number one was awesome let's go to number two
3: number two is kind of a twofer it's uh stay hydrated and stay well fed
1: now that i have no problem with the second one this one's awesome (laughs) check the mark the second one's easy the first part i have a little harder time with
3: yeah definitely um over the last couple of days it's funny i've actually been fielding a lot of questions from people about joints and you know creaking and aching and you know just muscle soreness and things like that and it's funny you know we we know we need to stay hydrated just for running in general but i think people forget that We need to stay hydrated on a daily basis so that our muscles and our joints and ligaments and tendons, all the things that we need, Mm -hmm. stay well hydrated and lubricated so that they move well and work well. So staying hydrated, I think, is number one. And then typically as trail runners and ultra runners, we don't have a hard time feeding ourselves well. But (laughs) I think the quality of the diet, I think is, you know, so maybe a little more green stuff, uh, you know, a little now, more. Now, now, you're, high- now
1: you're hurting me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know I lost a few people yeah. there.
0: But... <laughs> it's tuned out. Sorry, you're breaking up, Megan. I can't, I can't really hear you right hear now. You, <laughs> you said donuts, right? I'm sorry. No. Donuts? <laughs> no, I was kidding. No, that's a, <laughs> All that's a good All things reminder. in moderation, right. for sure.
3: No, I'm not a, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory that you should eliminate that stuff. It's kind of, it's, it's quite frankly the reason a lot of us run, you know? Right, right.
0: Well, we eat a lot but of those. Everything in
3: moderation.
0: Yeah, no, we eat a lot of those green little Debbie Christmas trees. So we feel like that that's vegetation. <laughs> that's a right. So I guess we'll have to. I
3: said green. Yeah. yeah I did say green. That's
0: true. We'll literally have to branch out to other areas. So. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah.
1: Uh, we do we do joke about that, but I think someone told me about this. I'm glad you hit on this. That qual- just thinking about quality, quality over mm-hmm. quantity. Don't think about so much mm-hmm. about quantity. But if you can just substitute a couple of things here and there, it can make a huge difference.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's super important. Just just understanding quality, kind of like 2.0 on that, is getting to know how much food you personally need right. um, versus like overeating, um, because you're running. And that's kind of like, you know, another rabbit, we can dive down another time. But if you're overfed, that's also going to make it a little more difficult to recover quickly, because your body's having to process all that extra food.
0: Yeah, I think it's also good too. I think sometimes in, a, in an Instagram culture, sometimes people tend to Undereat, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. that's that's just as harmful uh, as well, you know. So these are really good, Megan. So all right, well, lead us into number three because these are super helpful. I think any trail runners and ultra runners, this is stuff that we just need to put in our our hip pocket and really consider. Well,
3: the next one shouldn't really be a surprise, but I'm going to kind of talk about it in like a little bit of a different context. So number three is moving and stretching afterwards, and you know, sometimes you think well, I'm really too sore to move. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't want to move, so maybe I should take a rest day. But the actual act of getting up and, you know, doing something different, so a different kind of movement, so whether that's yoga or whether that's swimming or riding your bike or just going for a really easy walk, any sort of simple movement that you can introduce into that recovery for soreness will really help to feed up that process so that you can get back to running faster.
1: And Megan, just to clarify, are you saying immediately after a run, or are you also saying the next day when you're really sore, get out, move, get the, get the joints going, get the muscles going? Are you saying both? Yeah. Or, or Okay.
3: Yeah. I think, you know, at the end of a run, you should spend a little bit of time cooling down. I know I'm guilty of this, and I'm sure, you know, lots of you guys are too, finishing up a run, coming into the house, changing, showering, and moving on with the rest of my day. and. Even if you can spend a couple minutes at the end of your run walking and or doing some static or even dynamic stretching or movement, just something to help the body kind of transition from that hard workout and into the rest of your day. That is super helpful as well, Jeff, is what you said about, you know, the next day, if you're, you know, really super sore, it might be the last thing you want to do, but doing some movement swimming, biking, walking, whatever, will definitely help to move that soreness along faster.
0: No, that's so good, Megan. I think even a lot of times, you know, people that are newer, you know, I see this on Strava all the time, people will say, I, you know, I, I just did a, a little shakeout run, you know, where it's just mm-hmm. getting out and just doing a little something the next day, or maybe a few, you know, hours later, I think that's a really mm-hmm. good way of, of looking at it. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah, the cool down idea is fairly new to me. I remember when I do a long run, it's like, it's over. Thank goodness. <laughs> Hop in the truck, you know, head home, but really cooling yep. down, cooling that motor. And and I do I've had to do a lot of Peloton lately because of COVID <laughs> and, and some and an injury. And they're really good about cool down rides. And I noticed when I do a cool down ride, just a five minute to cool the engines a little bit, it makes a huge difference.
3: Yeah. Big time.
1: All right. I think we're at Stephen number four with Megan. Yes. Number four. Number
3: four. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of sleep because the where you're really making the the most gains is when your body is relaxed and recovering Hmm. during sleep so the more sleep you can get even if it's a nap or you know some sort of midday 10 minute close your eyes put your feet up uh, and do a little legs up the wall do you guys know about legs up the wall no no do tell tell.
0: (laughs) legs up the wall this sounds yeah i feel like batman or something yeah (laughs)
3: This is amazing. So if you don't know this one, picture just lying down on the floor Uh on your yoga mat or a towel or a big comfy blanket or whatever, and you're very close to a wall. And what you're going to do is just kind of swing your legs around so that you can put your heels or your feet up against the wall so that you can relax your legs and they just stay up. So the idea is you're getting your feet above your heart so that you're um, allowing for a little bit of relaxation and the excess fluid to kind of drain from your legs so if you this is especially awesome if you've just done a really long run or spent a long day on your feet getting your feet up either on the wall or if you've got no wall space you could do it by putting the your calves the backs of your legs up on just a regular old like chair just something that gets them above your head and your heart. It's like a complete game changer, you guys.
1: And I'm curious because I'm not—I'm not a flexible man, and <laughs> I'm picturing a 90 degree angle. You're not talking 90 degree angle. You're talking what, like a 45 degree angle or something like that. Yeah,
3: whatever, whatever angle your hamstrings allow for. It, it, there's no specific <laughs> angle, and I, quite frankly, I prefer to do it with a chair because you can just relax your legs. Kind of, you know, at whatever angle feels good, and you don't have to worry. Sometimes what happens is I get so relaxed that my legs slip off the wall, and that's what wakes me up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. So
3: if you do it on a chair, it's like it's a little more relaxing, and you don't have to worry about your legs going right and left. It's
1: puts a whole new definition on lazy boy i love it yeah
0: well mm-hmm. jeff and i usually do that on on runs a lot too i we've been doing this for a while but usually that constitutes when we fell down and then our legs are up in the air <laughs> at, <laughs> at more of like a 90 to 30 degree angle um so mm-hmm. yeah so we'll maybe try after the run. That maybe that's a yeah. better way to approach it. We, we just pr- have the order wrong. It. Right. Yeah. So that's very helpful now. So that's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, just put up the order. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. I think we're on number five. This is so good, Megan. So number five, what do last you have for one, us? Last one.
3: Last one. Also a really good one. And I know this one is sometimes it can be hard, but it is take a day off. What? <laughs>
0: A, like a whole like day?
3: Concept. Will Garmin <laughs> allow
0: that? I'm not sure if that's even possible. Would a, will Strava like break down and, and implode? I, or, or, no,
3: I, I promise. Tell us, tell those us more. he will still be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all, in all honesty, sometimes you just need a day off. Like mm-hmm. you just have to give the body an opportunity to rest and recover, focus on that easy movement. You know, it doesn't mean you have to stop moving altogether. It could be a really easy bike ride or an easy swim or some yoga. And then spending a lot of time getting hydrated, being well-fed, resting, maybe even sleeping a little bit more, mm-hmm. all of that stuff together can really get combined on an actual day off that sets you up well for, you know, maybe a big, training run on the weekend or your race or whatever you have coming up
0: now that's so good i think i've been recently illuminated to that um i recently am kind of testing out some new technology maybe a lot of runners have heard of it called whoop uh, not mm-hmm. not just the cheer of me running. Because Whoop, the- yeah. <laughs> I-, I wish it did that. But um, but yeah, a lot of it is measuring sleep in a very yeah. analytical way. And and having that physical reminder like, hey, you know, your sleep battery, for lack of better term, isn't very full. You might mm-hmm. want to think about that. It's it's mm-hmm. made me slow down or, you know, take a nap or try to get to bed a little bit earlier. Like Do I really need to watch that extra show on Netflix? Probably not. So Get, <laughs> get, get to bed a little bit earlier, knowing that it's going to help my my run or my goals or training. So that's that's really, really good.
3: Yeah. And that's when I'm a fan of technology like that. When, you know, sometimes I think we can get t- too attached to right. our stuff, like when you were saying, you know, it does Garmin or Strava allow a day off. But <laughs> when we have technology like a Whoop or Garmin or whatever device you're using that can help you monitor your sleep and track it over time, it starts to really paint a a pretty clear picture of how you're doing on the next day or the next two days subsequent to a really good night's sleep or a really crappy night's sleep.
1: Megan, these are great. These are very practical. So I'm going to recap real quick. And I think you might even have some 2.0, some next Mm -hmm. level ones here in a second. But the five that we have so far, these are great. Dynamic stretch. So stretching a little bit before you run in a dynamic way. Hydrating and eating quality foods, number two. Three movement and stretching while you're sore, and then number four, getting more sleep. We love the legs on a chair, idea as well, and then mm-hmm. five, five controversial <laughs> take a
3: day off now and now and again. yep, that's it,
1: awesome, yeah. So
3: Megan,
0: so this is good. So those five, and I think we'll take you up on your offer on anything that you can kind of, you know, help us, uh, you know, show to the, our runners and, and listeners um, to to either do the the wall exercise or any of those things. But let's say that somebody is listening and, and they're hearing this and they're like, okay, this is all good. I'm going to put that into practice or or maybe I'm already doing that at some level. Let's say they wanted to explore a little bit more because to your point with technology and advancements, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. When I used to run cross country in high school, it's like we had our, our Nike shoes and an ice mm-hmm. bath, an ice bath, and some yep. Gatorade, and you know, and go get and it done. Suck it up, yeah, suck it up, yep. and run, you know, until you couldn't run anymore. We we even had like a golden glitter award, you know, which I won't go into that, but um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, for people who you know maybe didn't hold on to their lunch as much. But, oh, um, oh my, yeah. <laughs> So probably not the best practice. But if somebody wanted to take it to the next level, or maybe just explore some of the the new things that are available to us, do you have any recommendations? So what would be like that 2.0 or or next level thing any any recommendations on that
3: a couple easy things that you can try kind of they're like 2.0 the basic 2.0 is you know just doing something simple like getting a massage whether that's you know enlisting the help of somebody in your household to just kind of give you a a rub down on shoulders or quads or calves or something or you know getting a professional massage that really helps to um, kind of move fluid around the body and really just gosh you know just make you feel better it's like there's really no describing how awesome you feel when you get up off the table after having a a professional massage it's legitimately one of my favorite things in the world
0: so i think you just gave permission to every listener yeah. to go out there go get a just, massage megan all massage says, therapists out there you
1: are welcome megan says go get
0: a massage so i don't think you're going to get any arm twisting around that so no i think no. these are great i mean any other ones <laughs> like this
3: <laughs> yeah well another really simple one that um that that i know a lot of people really like um is taking an Epsom salt bath. And this is something that, you know, when I when I was brought to my attention a, a number of years ago, I thought, wow, that's like something that my grandmother used to do. <laughs> and I never really quite understood it, but it feels so awesome. So just, you know, getting into hot bath or, or a hot tub really, really feels good.
1: Megan, I think there's a brand that your grandmother probably used called Coach Soak that was on Stephen's <laughs> Christmas list a couple of weeks ago.
3: <sighs>
0: yep. Yeah, Yeah. that's actually one of my favorite things to do. My kids think it's so funny. Like, Dad's gonna go take a bath. You know, I'm like, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm soaking. You know, so it's a soap. It's a a soap. It's oh, it's totally different. (laughs) I think they're picturing like rubber duckies, you know, and and Uh, bath foam. Well, maybe I I have that too. But anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm a firm believer in that. I I think it's not just placebo or something. It really does help, and it's just honestly relaxing too. You know, so maybe it it checks a couple of those boxes.
3: Well, if you like taking an Epsom salt bath, have you ever? ever done a float tank
0: um i've been on a float trip but i i've not (laughs) i've had a root beer float (laughs) right so what's a float tank
3: well a float tank is like kind of looks like a outer space pod and it's filled with highly salinated water so like really salty like the sea but even more salty than the sea so that you as the human beings getting in it are super buoyant so it's like an Epsom salt bath on steroids, 2.0. So you get in there, (laughs) you like close the lid down, you can listen to music or a podcast and kind of float and relax.
0: I like that. That sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look that up actually. That's pretty cool.
3: There's like a whole other, you know, along with the float tank, there's all these kind of really cool new modalities that are coming out, like infrared saunas and like compression boots and cryotherapy. And so there's like, a whole other this is like 2.2.0 of ways that you can really like help the body manage soreness
0: right that's awesome. I usually need crying therapy after I see cry, my results. Cryo, my, my, not, not crying. Oh, cryo. I, after yeah. I see my results, I usually cry. I try, so yeah. uh, Jeff comes over and, and consults me. So yeah, uh, I consult you and I consult yeah, you. Yeah, and consult me. Yeah, too. <laughs> Steven, you can try harder next time and pat me on the back and, and give me. It'll a, be okay. It'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. So cryotherapy. Okay. That's good. Yes.
1: Megan, this is such great practical information and wisdom for the everyday runner as we start to put up those high mileage weeks.
0: This is really good content and thank you for your heart and your expertise and like I was saying, your passion.
3: Oh, thanks. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, we love having you. Tell Santa, great job. And again, Megan, as always, thanks for being here.
3: Well, thanks for having me. Stay warm up there. All right, guys. Have a great night.
1: You too. Bye. Bye. Bye
3: bye. Why do more things change and more they stay the same? And why do old people drive slow in the fast lane? And why is it when I grab the mic and stare at me strange? And why is every time I eat, I get my search sane? Hey, what's up, Jermaine?
1: So Stephen, believe it or not, that is the end of episode Double Deuce. Yes. And thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to all
0: the people that were on the podcast. So Neil and Andy and Holly, we really appreciate it. And a special shout out to to Megan as well. What a great episode, Jeff.
1: Well, before we go any farther, though, Stephen, we need to recognize something. Your birthday was three days ago. You are now a different age than you were before. That's right. Which Which would happen. With birthdays, yes,
0: I, I am now twenty-five. Wow, uh, no. plus <laughs> plus how a many? Few, few extra on there, but yes, I, I actually had my birthday. It it actually is the day after Christmas, so
1: happy birthday, Stephen. Yeah,
0: thank you so much. I know
1: you're competing with uh, the big guy, but you know what? I think you know. Hopefully, you were celebrated and felt special on the twenty-sixth.
0: Yeah, most of the time, but yeah, it's it's a hard holiday to to actually compete with.
1: I know my wife is the twenty-seventh. It's difficult for her as well. I wonder, did you have a
0: Cake? Um yeah, we you know, we actually have this tradition, Jeff, where I always get a Baskin Robbins
1: cake. Oh, I love Baskin Robbins yeah. cakes.
0: You know, it wasn't until later on I figured out why, is because Baskin Robbins is the only store that has cakes that's open on the day after Christmas. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. So that's that's why we, the tradition came that I had basketballs cakes.
1: Like they are good cakes, they're delicious. They're delicious cakes. And when you blew out your candle, Stephen, did you make a wish? You know, Jeff, I certainly did. You Ooh, know, you know what my tell. wish was? Will you tell us? I will.
0: I wished for five star reviews on Apple iTunes. for the big ass runner podcast are you serious absolutely not but yes but that would be nice so all kidding aside you know one thing we do ask if you guys really enjoy the um uh the podcast you know the best way to get the word out is obviously social media but really apple itunes is is the best thing so jeff we just ask if you like the podcast run on over to to apple it's just a few miles rate the podcast and if you have time write a little review that really helps us to actually more importantly get the word out there
1: yes neil who did our opening today wrote us a fantastic review so kind yes thank you neil oh my goodness so great and i would love for you if you if you like the podcast and you have not taken the time that's the one thing Stephen wants for his birthday that's all Take i want Take the time Go to Apple. Just a few sentences would be fantastic. We would really appreciate it. So with that in mind, Stephen, that is the end of episode number 22.
0: Thanks, guys, for listening. And until then, get out there, enjoy the
1: trails. And keep running your asses off.
2: The Why do I always have laugh when down? when they already going wrong? Why is customer service so long? you
0: You know, um, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, I agree. Yeah. So, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> We're going to give you guys a little salad before the pizza. Um, hang on. Oh, I, I like the whole appetizer thing, though. Hang yeah, on a second. Yeah, I would say appetizer, like breadstick. <laughs> breadstick, that's yeah. better. That's <laughs> better than a salad. Sorry. No. <clears> I was going to rip off the road anyway. So, Stephen, I would hate to follow Andy. That's why you get to. Ha <laughs> ha! So. <laughs> yeah
0: uh, pixar avengers everybody's, everybody's absolutely it. i know you're a big uh, marvel fan
1: i marvel at those movies yeah <laughs> that sounded really weird
0: <laughs> uh, it sounded weird hearing it back that's gonna make the blooper reels for sure into
1: my own ear ear holes <laughs> my gosh and then do no, i comment oh, you know jeff you do have a tight end
3: <laughs> yeah
1: uh scratch that oh my goodness gracious Hey, Megan, are you there? Megan, you hear us? Hey, Megan, we're speaking. Do you hear us?
0: Baby, it's cold outside. (laughs) Antarctica is at the top and Antarctica is in the bottom. So Santa does not live in Antarctica. He lives in Antarctica? (laughs) He does. I didn't know there was an Antarctica. (laughs) Yeah, that's at the top.
1: Oh, I thought the North North Pole is at the top.
0: Um, Well, I mean, the candy cane one is... (laughs) <laughs> Where
1: Elf grew up, right. Well,
0: then now that's you, all I care about. Where did Elf up. grow up, right? Then when well, New York, uh, duh. <laughs> jeez, moron.
3: And you texted, and you were like, "What about eat?" I was like, "Yes, I get to eat." Hey, it worked <laughs> out.
0: We do find that food does help every once in a while.
1: So uh, that's actually what we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Recovery.
3: <laughs> Love it.
1: Well, Stephen, with that, that is the end of episode twenty-two. And yes, um, it certainly is, Jeff. <laughs> you're correct right
0: that is true thank you
1: fantastic